0: Welcome to another episode of the Freedom to Love podcast. Today, I am interviewing Trisha Lee, former owner of The Polish Bar, now known as one of the top real estate agents in New York City. She has a story to tell, and it's more than just beauty and real estate. Hi,
1: Trisha. How are you today? I am doing well. I am great. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here today. So, Tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I am, well, my name is Trisha Lee. I live in London. I'm an entrepreneur, a realtor, and I'm starting to dabble with the title creative. So we'll use it here today <laughs> because I've been kind of venturing out and doing uh, more creative uh, steps in just the way I market my product and my services. And I'm trying to learn to kind of, you know lean into that a little bit. So, I am a realtor, an uh, entrepreneur, and a creative.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay, so, <laughs> you previously used to be the owner of Polish Bar, and now you are one of the top real estate agents in Brooklyn. You make it look seamless, and I know it is not. Why did you change, and how did that life career change affect you? Mm,
1: okay, good question. Um, I changed because I wanted to um, improve my lifestyle that's really what I wanted to I um, was in beauty for a really long time and I didn't feel that my beauty path was going in a direction where I could like um, live and do the things I wanted to do the freedoms that I wanted to have. Um, And I just remember being in my salons thinking that when I work with my clients, I work with them to introduce a product or a service. And I, I have this great relationship of trust with my clients and I had a huge um, network of clients. But to be quite honest, I felt like every time I met them at the register, I was exchanging service and value for about 85 or $100. And I just know for a fact that I wanted that to change. And I felt like I still wanna meet people's needs. I still wanna exceed their, their needs and I still wanna service clients. Because I think that that's what I'm really, really naturally good at. But I wanted just the transactions to get bigger, and I wanted the payoff to get bigger. And I try to be honest about that because I feel that it, women we also oftentimes don't feel that we should fairly talk about money. Yeah. And I think it's just nonsense because like it makes the world go round. It makes my lifestyle available, and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be compensated in a different or a bigger way for the what we bring and contribute situation. I specifically wanted to make more money and um, really change my lifestyle. I was working and running a business seven days a week and I wanted to have an out, I wanted to have downtime and I wanted to have a little bit more balance. And you know, being an entrepreneur, that's always a struggle, yeah. but I felt that if I moved into the real estate space, I could still use, utilize a lot of my skill sets and talents and honestly, the things I enjoy doing, which is important to me, but I needed a bigger ticket item. And that that for me was real estate. That That's what I decided really early on in my actual beauty business. I just didn't know how to go about it. So I, I had the business for 10 years, five
0: years was trying to figure out how to pivot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Five years thinking about pivoting. That's Yeah, because I
1: decided I wanted to become a realtor um, the day after Sandy, which was like maybe 2012.
0: I remember that, yeah.
1: Yeah. That did the, the next day after Sandy, um, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I definitely want to pursue this. And my best friend had been telling me for so long, you know, you, you'd be great at this. She'd always say that you'd run circles around these realtors. She would always say that. She's nice. in development, so she works with a lot of realtors. And I just, I always, I felt it and I agreed, but I just was like, I just didn't have a plan. I had to put a plan together.
0: Yeah. Was there like a little bit of fear there?
1: Yeah, there was because, um, you know, we lie to ourselves a lot. And I, I had, my big lie was that I was a beauty girl and that's what I could do. And that's all I could do. And um, I just didn't know I could do more than that, honestly. I, I I've always felt that I was good at a lot of different things. But beauty was something that always came really natural to me. I loved it. I never got sick of it. I was always interested in it. And I felt like, okay, I know my tolerance level is not the best. And so I have to love what I'm doing. I have to enjoy my day. Like, I'm that person. If I don't like someplace, I leave. If I like I'm not that girl. I don't sit through nothing. I don't, I'm not your struggle money. Like I will never be that person for you. I I am out. And I will talk to you at the end tell you you should have better judgment and you should be out too. So um yeah, that's anyone that knows me will tell you that. She is very outspoken about whether she's comfortable, not comfortable, whether she's happy, not happy, and what her plan is to edit and change that. Um so I feel that for me I had told myself this lie of like, this is what I'm good at. And this is all that I'm good at. And I didn't really take time to sit back and assess what went into those things that I was doing and how that could be useful in so many other rooms. And like, now I'm in real estate, I get job offers every day to do things in so many different arenas, because oh, I was the only person believing that lie. No one ever, no one else ever thought that, you know, and wow. so they consider me for things I'm not even interested in now, but it's, it's important to know when it's a lie you're telling yourself and not the truth, you know, and I just didn't think I could do anything more than beauty. And I excel in real estate so much that I'm, I'm always thinking about like, what if I had done this sooner? Like, what if I had done this, you know, five years earlier, you know, like everyone's always like, what's your regret? And I'm like, I don't really believe in regrets, but I definitely would
0: have loved to have done this
1: earlier in my life.
0: Yeah. I, I always, um... Of everything happens at its time.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I know that that is the way that I should experience it. But I'm also extremely analytical, and I'm always like, "Well, oh, I'd be, I'd be here if I, had, to. you know, I. It's just, it's just my way. I know that I'm like that, and I wish I wasn't, but it is what
0: it is. Yeah, we we can't help it. We just yeah. So, so I totally get it.
2: Yeah,
0: um, for sure. What advice would you give someone that? knows that they need to make a change in their life, but they're scared?
1: Um, I would tell someone, and you know, I used to say this, but I didn't do it, but I do think that we're here to have many experiences, you know, and I've said this to you, I say this to everyone, I believe in many jobs, many husbands, many houses, like I believe in many, many options <laughs> for everything. <laughs> Because you should be living your life and as you change your needs change and you grow and things need to shift a little bit you know like i don't i don't think that something that works for me in any aspect of my life today is going to necessarily work in that same area 10 years from now because i trisha mm-hmm. lee am continuing to grow and change and i'm not apologizing for that like my needs change my desires change um i wish that someone had told me that the things that you consider to be important today are a non-factor in your future. They don't matter. They they don't define you. They don't matter. Um, And I really should have, at that time, been looking to where I could grow the most. I know that now I look at things that way. I'm like, I try to make decisions based on where I think I can grow the most. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that that had always been my way, because that's where I get to see the best, the best part of me is when I'm challenging myself. You know, and I've never been one to get used to anything. I've never been one to like comfort. I've never been one to just accept whatever things are. I've always been like, no, this is what I want. And and I've been that way since I was a child. I've always been very outspoken about what I believe is fair and what is mine. Um, and I think that if I had to think about and do it again or if I could tell someone else just attack that same energy with your career. Like this is your career, this is what you do. It's not who you are, but it is what you do. And you have a right to say, yes, no, this needs to change. You you really can create whatever you want now. And it's so exciting for us. Yeah. You just can't sit around like doing the same thing every day, every day, thinking something's going to change. You really have to, you have to fight the fear and do it, you know, and, and recognize when you're making decisions based off of fear. Like I'm big on that. Like I know when I'm being a scaredy cat and I address it, I'm like, mm-mm. You are afraid, however, that will not impact the how you make this decision. <laughs> your decision will be based off of data. Your decision will be based off of faith. Your decision will be based off of, you know, how does this align with your goals? You, you'll assess the fear, you'll accept the fear, but you're not going to make your decision based off of that fear, you know? Okay. That's never led me wrong
0: though. Your intuition never steers you wrong.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm at this point in my life where I've all everyone around me and everyone in my life has been telling me my entire life that I don't need that. That's too much. You know, what are you gonna do that for? Like, I've always been surrounded by those people. So at this point now, I, I don't hear it as much because you know you told me not to quit my job. You know you told me not to open that business. You told me, you know you told me not to close the business and go into real estate. You know you told me that the, the uh, failure rate in real estate was gonna be whatever it is. Okay, well here, I'm, I'm, I'm here where I am now. So I don't think that people say those things to me as much anymore, but my history is that, you know, I'm always gonna want more for me than anyone else thinks I deserve anyways. So it's fine, <laughs> no, one else, no one has to understand what I say I want from myself at this point. Maybe in my twenties and my thirties, it mattered. It can't matter anymore because it's always been wrong. It's always been inaccurate, you know? That's my experience at least. Yeah, I rarely ask for opinions on, on decisions like that because I understand how we're all wired very differently. You yeah, know, I'm, I, I'll I tell you but I'm not gonna ask you what you think about it because unless you think like me I don't care I don't I love it <laughs> I don't I feel like there, I thinking, mean there are people so I- that have my last name and they find out when the masses find out and it's just because I don't know that I don't know that like I, I don't know that I expect a lot of people to understand the next step you know or what I think is best for my life I don't I don't think I expect that.
0: That is so real because people are really out here not living their lives the way they want to because of family, friends, and people really close to them. And you're out here like, I don't care what anyone thinks because no one thinks like me. Like, you know how much freedom that is? I love that.
1: No, like, I definitely have set myself free from that. You know, I, I have a tattoo that says freedom on my left shoulder. Um and it's because I, I, feel, I feel like I'm a free woman. I feel like I'm a free woman in, in how I define my life, how I define my schedule, how I live my life, what makes sense to me, what doesn't. Um, and I've been, great, I've been grateful to find a partner that understands that. You know what I mean? It's like, there's a saying that's like, let her love her, but let her be wild, right? And so it, that's the only way you can move with me.
0: I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you have had success in other careers, Did it take something for you to walk away and start over? Yeah,
1: it's like you always got to remind yourself of that. You know, you're in a position where you want to change something in your life, or at least for me, it's always been like a very uh, gray place. Like I've always felt stagnant and I'm not stimulated and I'm bored and I'm angry and I'm just not tired, tired. <laughs> two different exactly, different. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think that it's, it's, there's always the place I get to, because I go through these, like, exercises, I call it, but I always get to that one yeah. place or day where I remind myself of who I am. Um, sometimes it's my friends that remind me of who I am and that, that is fine too. That <laughs> serves the purpose, yeah. but there's always a place where I have to be reminded of who I am and, and what I've done. You know, like I remember even with my last big move, um, with this brokerage that I came to, and it was like news that I made this huge change and shift. And in our industry, it was huge news. No, nobody cares in the real world, but in our industry, it was a big deal. <laughs> um, but You know, even in making that decision, you know, I had to remind myself that this is who you are. This is what you've done. You're still that person that drove to New York with $60 to your name. You're still that person that, you know, bought your own place with every penny you had saved, Mm -hmm. you know, for nine years. You're still the same person that has figured out a way to do and accomplish the things that you always say you're going to do with very little support. And, and very little understanding. And so whenever I get to that day, sometimes it's three or four days for me to get there, or sometimes it's three or four hours for me to get there. But once I lock in in that, in that headspace, I'm usually pretty good with whatever I'm doing in my life. But, you know, I'm, I'm a human, so I doubt and I, and I worry and I, um, I'm a worry wart specifically, That's, that is, that was my nickname and my mom used to call me when I was young, you know, cause I think I had always had a really analytical brain and I would think about all the different things and outcomes that would happen that most kids didn't like, it was almost like I was just like too grown. So I do I do consider a lot when I'm making a decision and I overthink and I analyze. And so I'm always just trying to get through that nonsense and then get to the point where I'm like, no, Trisha, this is who you are. This is who you've always been. And this is why you can do this. Um, but mm. it, it doesn't, I don't start there. I never start there. I start exactly where everyone else starts.
0: Yeah, but at
1: least you yeah. get there.
0: And that's what's important. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It, it's important because that's what it feeds me. Like that that feeling of, not necessarily against all odds, but just that feeling of like that I'm stretching myself, you know, like I failed enough in my life to know what comes from failure. So it doesn't scare yeah. me the way it used to.
0: OK. Yeah. Yeah. Once you fail enough, it's like, OK, like I don't want to. But if I have to, I will. But we don't want to. And most times, you <laughs> know, even if we think we are, most times it turns out much better than what we did in the first place.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, so, so many people are risk averse and I, I I, won't live like that, you know, because I am going to be more proud of myself for trying to do something than losing and failing at anything. Like, I, uh, like that to me, it's like, at least I tried and at least I um, can say I tried. You know, and it's like sometimes you go down one one road and it's like it wasn't even about that destination. You just ran into something else on that road that led you to the true destination. I've had that happen so mm. many times that I never doubt that I'm in the right place anymore because it's like it's almost it's almost disrespectful but, <laughs> to the life and loving God that God has given me. You know, like I, I try not to ever think that way. I'm always just like, how do I handle these blessings? How do I prepare myself? How do I show up better? How do I do better? Um, you know, how do I show gratitude? How, how do I take make the most of this? And also, like, how do I help someone else, you know, that maybe um, sits in fear a little longer than I, I would, you know, or maybe that doesn't, that hasn't had just enough wins to where they can kind of like stomach, you know, fear or failure. You know, I've had mm-hmm. enough wins to where I can stomach fail failure and, and thinking about failure.
0: Mm-hmm. I see on your social media that you love lifestyle and beauty. Do you incorporate these things into your business now? Too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had people in real estate be like, well, what is your, like, what do you do? Like, are you selling real estate or are you selling beauty? And I'm like, I'm selling life. Like, it is what it is. lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even like this morning, I was having a conversation with this woman. Something as simple as property videos, you know, people, I... I would, I would go so far as to say that like the way that I promote my products does and has influenced a lot of other professionals, a lot of other brokers, but I don't come from the world you come from. I come from, from zero knowledge and zero experience. And all I can do is approach it from my beauty and lifestyle love, you know? So Mm -hmm. I sell the lifestyle, I sell the neighborhood, I sell the experience. And so it's almost like, I think it gives me an advantage because I don't I don't, I never asked what what we do here. I never asked with routine, I never cared. I was just like, oh, this is what it is. Okay, I'm gonna do it this way. And I try to almost like keep on blockers so I don't care about what other brokers are doing so I can be more effective in truly doing what I wanna do in my most authentic way. It has served me so well in my career, just keeping that like to the point where I didn't even start calling myself a realtor until like the last year. Yeah, because I was like, I can't call myself a realtor. Like, who the hell do I think I am? You know, it just didn't, it didn't even fit. And not that I don't know everything about a property and everything about development and everything about, you know, purchasing a property and renovating a property. Because I do. And I did before I got into real estate. Like, a lot of this stuff, I didn't learn to sell real estate. I got into, I knew this stuff because this was life. Like, life has always been based on real estate development, investment. You know what I mean? Like, that was that's everyone is in real estate in some way shape or form because you need housing you need you need assets (laughs) you need investments so Mm -hmm. a lot of what i knew i knew coming in you know i've learned a lot in the industry but i never considered myself a realtor i was just like oh i'm just trying this out and honestly i always thought i was going to come in for like a year or two make great money and then take that and run back to beauty to do Um. some you know, miraculous product and who's to say, I still won't do that, you know, but I think that not knowing how things work here has served me well. And I think that the lifestyle and the beauty lens that I see things through one, I think a lot of my clients can appreciate it. And I think it is a it's a nice change and a nice refreshing change for so many people in the industry. That that's the feedback I get at least. If it Mm -hmm. wasn't, I probably still do it my way because that's just my way. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like I just I I, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I do everything the same way. Like I like things to be beautiful. I like them to be bright. I like them to be bold. I like them to be neat and organized and pretty. I like calm, I like relaxing, you know what I mean? It's like whether I was a realtor or not, I'd still be into all the things that I'm into.
0: Yeah, so it's almost like you created your own lane in your yeah, industry.
1: Yeah. I did, and I don't I don't think we all have to fit into this box and, you know, I I think it that said I think that's true in every industry.
0: I agree. Can you share with the audience one gem that sets you apart from the rest? your rise in real estate is unheard of
1: what one gem one gem I don't know that it's a gem but it's been it's been important I think so I I, you know I think it's it's not my gem though it's a gem that was given to me but I think a gem that's secondhand is still a gem so it's fine (laughs) but um I know that when I was in beauty, I worked really hard to create this brand that people loved and they um, they uh, just identified with. And I felt that my brand was something that people wanted to be associated with, even if they weren't a customer, you know? Like, it was a weird thing. We had all these like social media fans and they'd never even been in the salon. It was just the strangest thing. <laughs> and then we had actual customers. And I remember one day we did this survey And every customer that came in, if we, if between all the stores, we saw like maybe 90 people, it was like less than 10 that followed us on social media. Like they just weren't even aware of what, of our place in, 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 in social, they were just true customers. And then I'm like, well, who are all these social media followers? They weren't customers. They were just people that loved what we did and like what we were about, you know? And so I knew that I, when it came to creating and marketing and create a product that people desire i knew i understood how to do that and i knew that that's something that i've always understood how to do um but that allows you to kind of hide behind this brand and in real estate the shift was that i had to be up front and center and for me that's uncomfortable because i am outspoken and i am very i'm the same i'm the same person i've been my whole life like nothing about me has changed (laughs) My mom texted me that literally Friday night. She's like, you're the same person you were. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, when you are trying to put yourself out there, then you're, you're in a position to be judged, evaluated, you know, and just hated and liked or loved or obsessed over whatever. That wasn't so comfortable for me. So it was like, how do I do this new job where I have to put myself in front of people, not my brand in front of people. So that was hard. And my um, leek is um, a very smart and conscious woman that owns Curlbox. And I yeah. met with her. We went to lunch in um, Williamsburg. She was, I don't know, she was in New York for some reason. She doesn't live here, but we went to lunch in Williamsburg. And I was excited to show her Williamsburg because that was one of the very few places in Brooklyn that, or in New York in general that she hadn't been to. So I took her to Williamsburg, showed her around. And I feel like she showed me my whole, my whole goal, like she just talked to me, I mean, again, and not knowing me, just like we knew friends, we had friends in common, but she poured into me in the way that I feel that so many people pour into me. And I try to pour into people that I may not know that well, but she convinced me that the best way for me to go was to really just showcase who I was and let the chips fall where they may. And I just made a conscious decision that day after meeting with her that that's what I was going to do, even though I was completely against it forevermore before. And Mm -hmm. um, I just committed to it. And as uncomfortable as it was, I just did it and I just did it from the heart. And it's worked out pretty well, you know, and it's different for me. Like I I talk about things and I, I say how I feel and... I um, share my experiences, good and bad, and my days, good and bad. And I I shared a lot of my pivoting and transitioning into real estate. That's one of the biggest gems that she could have given me because people attach to that in a way that they couldn't attach to anything else. And I know it's because I always say this, no one gives a damn about beauty and no one really cares about real estate, but everyone can connect with changing your goddamn life. Everyone can connect with it because either they want to, they have, or they're in the midst of doing so and that built my customer base in a way that nothing else could. So I owe her that recognition and I always bring her up when people ask similar questions like this because I don't know you, you don't know me, you damn sure don't owe me nothing, but you were telling me what has worked for you and you were telling me what you thought the best thing was for me and I I just took it. I took it because I guess I didn't have anything else to hold on to, honestly. Yeah. And I just committed to it and it has it has been I mean, the amount of business i have done from just being my goddamn self <laughs> mm. it's insane it's insane wow. and so i think a lot of if, if you were to summarize it it was i was afraid that people wouldn't like me and then i figured out that they actually do oh, wow! you know if i had to yeah. summarize it in the most honest way that's probably what it was because you're afraid of people seeing who you are because you don't want to be judged and liked or disliked or agreed with or you know disagreed with and then you put yourself out there unapologetically, and people just respect that you're being yourself. And that so that's been that's been the gem, you know. And I, I, I tell so many people don't 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 do me and don't follow what I'm doing because that shouldn't even be your goal. You'll never be able to show up and be me, so that's a waste of your time, you know. Um, it is important, very very important, that you figure out who the hell you are though and show up and be that person consistently. And that has served me well. And even in a situation where it, it has killed an opportunity, it needed to kill the opportunity. That wasn't the opportunity for me. Yeah. you know. So I do I do sit comfortably in that situation now. I turn away just as much business as I do, and I'm okay with it because I know the places and spaces that I show up for are what's right for me. I'm at a point now where I'm proud to say I can pick my work. Mm, that's
0: really you know? great. Yeah. I just wanted to share that you're a really great storyteller. When I read your posts on Facebook, you give it all. You bear it all. You tell the truth. I think it's the authenticity of it is what inspires people and why people love you so much. You're just real. You, and you still have that sprinkle of love you give because you're just genuinely trying to help people. I really love that about you.
1: Because I'm still optimistic, you know. I'm st- I still feel that there's more good than bad in the world, and I still believe in, in 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 creating, um. In just creating a better opportunity for other people to come, believe in you know. If, if Trisha Trisha is involved in something, it should be better. You know what I mean. If I'm on your podcast, I should improve your podcast. I don't want to just be on your podcast just to be there. I want to I want to contribute to it, um, and I feel the same way when I come to someone's house, I feel the same way when I show up in any way, if I I could be coming to lunch with you, I would hope that your day is lifted because you spent time with me. You know, that's Mm -hmm. kind of the way I approach things. And so sometimes it's not necessarily about only being positive, sometimes it's about being more real and sharing the shit too, you know? And I do that, I do that with people because it's it's like, it's not fair to put myself out here and make it seem like I just put on a really cute suit and a cute wig and I show up and I make $100,000. That's not what happens, it's just not the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, and I wanna tell people the truth of what happens. And so you can understand that when you're having that day that you wanna climb to the bottom of your car and cry your eyes out, I also have had days like that. I may be having a day like that tomorrow, (laughs) you know? Um, I don't know, I just, I could go on and on, but I don't appreciate anything about presenting your life to be fabulous because I don't admire anyone's life. I don't want nobody's life. You'd waste your time trying to think that I want your life because I don't, I'm very happy with my own life and nobody wants my life, you know. Like there's good and bad of my life too. Um, you know, there's more good than bad these days. But <laughs> <laughs> but the love don't, don't nobody wants this. You, you don't want this. And so I try to share, you know, what I can and and what I think is helpful as much as I as much as I can. And I and I and I know it connects with people. Like my DMs are. You would think I was like a OnlyFans girl the way my DMs are lit up. <laughs> So, I, you know, I think, it, I think it's important and, you know, for so many of us, we never had that. We never had someone that we could see that looked like us, that was trying to do what we were trying to do. Um, so, I feel like I almost owe the universe that, you know?
0: Mm, that's wonderful. Yeah. What is your morning regimen and did you always have one? I have a great night regimen but i am working
1: to i'm working on my nightly regimen i mean my morning regimen up until today i am a morning person i wake up a little a little too early probably maybe that's why i don't have a good regimen because i'm like out of sorts when i wake up but i wake up really early in the morning and in my dreams my schedule would be i'd get up and i would journal and then i would work out and then i'd have a coffee um, and then, you know, I'd probably start working at, at 8 a.m. or something like that. But the truth of my day is I have a really great nightly routine. So 8 o'clock, I shut down. 8.30, I put my phone on the charger. Um, you will not reach me after 8 o'clock, nor do you need to. Um, I'm not <laughs> available from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. for anyone except for people that are in my home. <laughs> you know, Um and that's just what it is, you know, and realtors scream when they hear that, but they can scream all they want. My clients are fine with it. And that's all that's ever mattered to me. Um, I, I take a shower, I do my skincare routine. I write out and plan out my day. I'm supposed to be picking out my clothes for the next day, but I'll never get to that point because I dress how I feel, not how I plan. So that's never gonna happen. But ideally I would do that. Um, I do plan a lot. I love planners. I'm big on planners. Like I have a financial planner. I have a daily planner. I walk with my planner. I have everything in my schedule on my phone. I'm always trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be and if I have enough time to be there. That's kind of like how I do. Um, In the morning, though, currently my routine is really getting up. Um, I've been I just joined a new gym. So I've been getting up and trying to just get the hell out of the house and go to the gym first things first. So I just bought a lot of snacks. I can just grab a snack and make a coffee and get to the gym, work out. And then from there, I work out at a gym where it's kind of like a co-working space slash whatever. So I can usually start taking appointments and calls straight from the gym or I can come back home and do that. And I work from home most days. Um, And as my business has shifted, I'm not really having to be in person quite as much for things. So for the most part, I'm here in my office working. Um, Usually I would say between... Maybe ten and four. Okay. And then I kind of shut down after about four o'clock. If I'm doing showings, then they would start around four thirty or in the evening. If I'm not doing showings, then those days I try to be like a stronger like, you know, stepmom and a stronger partner. I, I don't ever try to manage a lot of those things at the same time, but there are days where I'm a really great broker and then there's days where I'm a really great partner, you know? So it depends right. on the day. Today I'm gonna be a really great partner. That's how I'm gonna end this day. You know, yesterday I was a great broker. It depends. (laughs) But I can't seem to figure out how to wear all the hats at the same time. So I've kind of given up on that.
0: (laughs) Listen, I'm a believer and we can have it all, but we can have it all at different times. Exactly. I Believe the same thing.
1: And so, you know, depending on the day, I'm really strong in one area or another. I've had days where I've had like a really great workout and then that's all that was great. Nothing else was great for the rest of the day. guess
0: yeah, course that. Who inspires you?
1: Who inspires me?
0: um hmm. who inspires me?
1: That's a hard question. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't that's a hard one. I don't, really don't know who inspires me. like who do I look for for inspiration? I don't I don't know. It's probably a lot of different things that inspire me, you know, uh, I have a great partner that really has um, really phenomenal vision as far as like what he sees for me, what he sees for us. So I think there's a lot of inspiration that comes from him, you know, like he's the first person that I've ever been in a relationship with where it wasn't me leading the charge for what, you know, like what I want for myself. It's like he sees what I want for myself and he sees it even bigger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exciting, you know? So I think that, I think in a lot of ways he inspires me, you know, cause I feel like nine times out of 10, I'm like, yeah, that's great. And he's like, no, you can do more than that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that that's inspirational for sure. Um, I would say that our um you know my stepdaughter is also inspirational because while I've never really wanted children, I became a stepmom and I became a stepmom to this like little mini me that like basically we like all the same things we have the same interests like it's like every time she joins a new activity at school I scream because I'm like oh my gosh I did that you know like we are the same person like all she does is sit around and put nails on in her bedroom on her social media Listen, not she's she's me but young <laughs> like
2: a girly girl.
1: Yeah. And so I'm really inspired personally at the ability to like have a say in how her life is curated and some of the experience that she'll have, you know, so that's inspiring Mm -hmm. to me because um, I definitely have a list of things that I want to see this black girl do and be, you know, and so I get to have a part in that. That's inspiring. Um, And then I just think friends and different, different people that are in my life, like real people in my life, you know, watching them go through um, all that life serves us and just watching them persevere and, and accomplish things and figure things out. Um, there's so much inspiration in my very close relationships that I can pull from as well. And I'm really fortunate in that way. I naturally gravitate to people that are far more driven. That's just my own thing. Um, it's been great to watch a lot of people go through their their own journeys in the last few years and I think that inspires me a lot because I'm seeing people pursue and create their dream life, you know, and that can inspire you, I don't know what can.
0: Yeah, you're inspired by the people in your life. Most people would say a celebrity, but you were like, no, it's the people in my life. That's inspiring in itself. I'm thankful for that.
1: Yeah, not celebrities because they. Like, I don't like I want like I want a good life and I don't think you really understand what kind of life a celebrity has you can, you definitely can see what kind of things they have and what they get to do but yeah. you know, I, I know firsthand that you, everything can look great from the outside and, and really not be great at all and really just be trash, honestly. So yeah. it's I don't I can't look at a celebrity's life and process that as something admirable because that's, there's no truth there you're just seeing like this, like the cover photo really. Um, so I think that there are a lot of true real relationships that I'm close to and friendships that I have where I'm like, wow, like she really killed that. Like, look at her, look what she did, you know, like, or remember when she was saying this and then now she did this and look at this, you know, like it's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of that. So, I mean, like, if you think about our conversations about you doing this years ago and now here you're doing it, you know, like that's inspirational. Yeah. Um, it has to be real for me to get inspired by it for sure. Okay. Cause I know how to create a great facade and inside mm-hmm. is a mess. I know what that is and I know what that feels like. And so that is something I run from. <laughs> so <laughs> I want a great life. I want I want a great experience. And so truth, truth is important. And I think that some of the relationships I have with my personal friends and um, mentors um, are a great example for what I am trying to do. In
0: 2019... You announced your engagement. Congratulations. Do you find it hard sharing your life with someone after being independent for so long?
1: Yes, and it's still hard. Yeah, it is. I think there's this where you can be single for too long, and you don't know how to be two. You don't know how to be a, a couple, you know? Um, it is hard. It's still hard. Um specifically for me, I've always kind of just been on my own. And I've always been, I've always been cast as this person that has like this great support system or help or, you know, somebody behind the scenes. And it's, it's the funniest thing to me because I have always kind of had to figure things out on my own um, in general. And it is different to have somebody that's um, like a part of, well, that's a full support system and that like takes my objectives as their own and treats them as their own goals. Um, and so sometimes you don't necessarily know how to process that and how to respond to that. So that's something that I'm learning to do. Um, I I definitely feel like we, like when I met my fiance, I. I told my friend that night. I was like, I think I met my husband today. Like, I just, I just felt like I did. It was was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think this is my husband. Like, this, yeah, this is my husband. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was really weird. And um, he said the same thing. He said the first time he saw me was across the room, and he's like, I thought he thought that that was my wife. He's like, it was the weirdest thing. I just thought that you were. Wow. Um, and we—that's not how we ended up. When we started out as friends, and then I think we dated for maybe like a year and a half. And it just, we just didn't want the same things. It just blew up and then we just remained friends though. And that was what was odd. It's like, we really remained friends and I'm typically the girl that will cut you off, fade to black, you never see me again, like that's it. But with this relationship, I didn't I didn't have that same animosity and I felt kind of like, you know, he's really cool. He's just not, we're just not on the same timeline here. And um, I think in that period of being friends is where we really got to know each other and like each other a lot more because there was nothing in it for him. There was nothing in it for me. Yeah. <clears throat> and there definitely became a point where I felt like, even though he wasn't the person I was dating, he was the person that I wanted to update on my life, my goals and my days. And I remember one time I was like going to the airport and he said he never gave up on the fact that we were gonna be together. He said that like, he was like, I'm clear. He's like, I had a ring picked out, I was ready. I didn't care what you were doing, I was doing it. Um, and I was just like, no, I'm not to get married anymore. Like I'm good, like I'll just do this. You know, I had shifted um, and I think what it was for me and a lot of women go through this, like you see your life in a certain way and then you start to evaluate when things aren't coming together in that way. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point like in absolute true Trisha Lee fashion where I was like, this is not working for me. I have too much power in these, in these things that I cannot control. So what I can do, is no longer care about them and take the control, take all that power away from them. So I shifted my attitude towards like wanting to get married and find a partner and I shifted my attitude to wanting to just create a great life. You know, because that's something I have control over. I can't, I can't yeah. control who show up at the party but I can control the party.
0: Yes, and that's the secret.
1: So yeah, and so I really shifted though. Like I was there and I still am there. And that's a lot of the reasons why I haven't gotten married now is because I just don't require it. I don't need it. And um, quite frankly, it doesn't hold the power over me that it used to. I love that I have a great partner and I'm really grateful for that. And I'm very just cozy in that relationship. You know, it's, it's just great. Like it's good. Um, And we're getting better together. Like over time, we're getting better at this, but I am very proud of the fact that, marriage doesn't matter to me anymore you know and then I I know that's a controversial statement but for me it's important because it's not something that you can control as a woman all the time and I just wasn't going to spend another day um just caring about that like it's just I just didn't I didn't want to spend my life that way and just felt like no this isn't this doesn't work um And then so we got engaged and it was like, I didn't care about being engaged
2: anymore. Imagine
1: that. I know. When everyone's like, when are you getting married? I'm like, I ain't getting married. Kiss my, like, I don't care. Like, you know, like, I'm good. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I, and, and now I look at a lot of things. This is probably, this is really controversial, but I look at a lot of things like, You still chasing that fairy tale, girl? That's how I look at a lot of things now. Mm. Like so much energy and time could be put into like putting one foot in front of the other and setting your life up. I want to spend my time in that space. I don't want to spend my time trying to create this image of my life that society says is accomplished. I don't want to do that anymore. Like I want to have a great relationship with my stepdaughter. I want to know that my partner is ride or die and I want to ride or die for him. I want to have, you know, honest, truthful relationships with the people that I love. Um, I want to spend my time doing the things that I enjoy. I want to have the power and the freedom to to walk away from things I don't I don't enjoy in situations I don't enjoy. I want to see the world, and I want to grow as a person, but I don't want to be accomplished in a way that tells you that I'm okay and that I've I'm, I've checked my boxes. So now I just, um, I feel like I'm, and when I say I'm a free woman, that's what I'm speaking of. I'm free. You know, I don't have to have the career that you think is appropriate. When when you meet me, you don't have to run down your list of questions because none of that shit matters to me. I'm good. I'm happy and I'm healthy, you know? And so we're not going to go through this dialogue of when am I getting married? When am I going to have a kid? What what school is the kid going to get into? When are they going to graduate? When are they going to do this? When are you going to have another kid? Like, That series of questions that people just try to evaluate every single one of us on, women do it to each other, which I'll never understand because I'm just like, you've had it done to you. Why the hell would you do it to another woman? But that conversation, I don't belong in. I'll shut it down immediately because I don't know what answer you're looking for. I believe more times than not, you're just looking for a loophole so you can figure out what area of my life to attack, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, but- I I don't want to have a dialogue about those things because those things are not the things that matter to me, you know. And and anytime I sit, I, I went to dinner a couple months back and these girls it was, it was a friend of mine and I was enjoying dinner for her and there was a bunch of her friends and one person asked when you're getting married and I said oh, I don't have I I don't have a wedding date and then the next person asked the same thing and the next thing I know it was kind of like when are you like you know but why not and you know whatever and you you can just go to the justice of the peace budget is not a just not a concern. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: you <know>? We're good. <laughs>
1: um,
2: yeah, I was like, we're, we're good. So it just became yeah, all these like, different questions. Um,
1: but why? And like, whatever. And, and it was, there was no answer that was good enough. You know, there was no answer that, that really, like I answered you. I told you I don't have a wedding plan. Like, we're done with the question. And they just kept going on and on. And like, well, do you, does your husband want, does your fiance want to get married? Like, how do you feel about it? And you could just do this and you could just, it doesn't have to be. And I'm just like, I right, answered this question and I'm off it, I'm done, you know? But what I felt was like, this is this is the problem. This is the problem. I'm sitting at this table with six people and five of you are fucking attacking me about getting married. What do you care? What does it matter? I am happy. I don't beat him, he don't beat yeah. me. <laughs> we good. We get along, we like each other, we're together oh. every day and we actually to seeing each other when we're not together. We are happy and we are healthy. Ask me questions about that. Don't ask me about when we're gonna yes. have a party for y'all. We're not gonna have a party for y'all. And if we do have a party for y'all, y'all ain't invited.
2: So
1: it doesn't matter. Um so that's that's probably what I'm probably really comfortable in now. And I wish that more women could get there because, I, and I'm not against marriage. I think marriage is wonderful. And I think, a, I think a wedding is fun. I think it's great. I think it's like the second best thing to a prom only, you know, but I just feel that I do I feel like it's kind of like a prom, but not really a prom, but I just feel like that, that that's not something that people need to hold their breath for, you know, and um, I ain't holding my breath for it at least, that's for sure. You know, so I do, but I do want to be happy and I want to be happy with my partner. So I put my effort and my energy into that, you know?
0: I get that. So you answered the next question. So we could. <laughs>
2: <I always laughs> um, you, know what? you know what? I'm still going to. So, what was it about your fiance that made you say yes? Um... There's a lot that would
1: make that was there's a lot that would make me say yes. One, he's nothing like me. He's just the most um, level-headed, calm person I know, um, and I am, have a talent for bringing people around me that are nothing like me. <laughs> so they, um, he's someone that's nothing like me. So I was drawn to him because he responds, reacts um differently than I do. He sees things differently than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I what made me say yes, it was it was very evident. We were broken up and one day I was going to visit um I think I was going to visit my mom in Arizona. And um, he had a vacation planned. I was supposed to come back from that I was doing a short trip to Arizona and I was supposed to come back and we were supposed to go see Michelle Obama the night that I came back, and then we're supposed to go to Jamaica. I think the next day, which none of this made sense because we were not together. So I was like, I am not going to see Michelle Obama with you, and I'm definitely not going to. See you. <laughs> so, but he was like, <laughs> Oh no, yeah, yes, you are. He was like, Yes, you are. We're going to we're going to Jamaica, and we're going to go see Michelle Obama. And I was like, You're ridiculous to spend all that time and money on those plans because nobody's going nowhere with you. And um, I would say. For about two months, we had these plans of, like, us, like, I was going to go visit my mom for three or four days now in Arizona. I was going to come back, fly in, and he was going to take me to see Michelle Obama, and then the next morning, he was going to be in Jamaica. And it just became a joke between me and my friends. I was like, this guy's really, like, he really thinks he's going to get me back. This is hilarious. I was, like, dating. I was out here. I was just like, whatever. And he knew it. He said he knew it. He's like, I talked to my God, and I knew what was going to happen. He's like, you didn't know it, but I was convinced. You know, this, we have these conversations now. And he said, he, he was just like, he was decided. He's like, that's exactly what's happened. Up until I packed my bags and left before, like, let's say Michelle Obama was on a Friday night and I'm leaving on a Tuesday night to go to Arizona. I was flying back in Friday morning to see Michelle Obama. Um, well, I wasn't flying. I was flying back to New York. He thought we were going to go see Michelle. I had no intention to see Michelle Obama with this man. I actually was going to go see Michelle Obama in Florida later in the month with my girlfriend. That was my plan. Like I was so not going with him to this this concert that I re- I even had my own ticket to go see Michelle Obama in another state. And we were, um, I think we we came by we came by right before I was leaving to the airport. Him and my stepdaughter, they came by, and he was going to see me off. Oh, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I haven't seen you in a while. That's fine, whatever. And it was just the weirdest thing. We weren't together. I wasn't even considering getting back together with him. We in and I was really. um just frazzled that day and I wasn't organized and I traveled meticulously like I could be a travel planner if you let me and I was really frazzled and stuff stuff just wasn't organized and at one point my bag fell off of my suitcase and I was like oh you see what I mean I should not even go like this is so not me I don't do things this way it's unorganized oh I hate it and he's like Trisha that's fine he's like you know what? put your stuff in your bag don't worry about this we'll take care of this you just get on you know you just get to the airport
2: and I thought well
1: I, I don't know, and it's just like being this like unsettled isn't a good way to travel. Maybe I should just stay. And he's like, No, you're fine. He's like, What do you need? He's like, Just go. Whatever you need here, I can take care of. And I was like, oh, Okay, okay. And I'm walking out, and we're pushing my suit, and my my bag to the car, and everything's falling. And I'm just like, This is what I mean. Like this is nuts. And he's like, He just grabbed my hand. He's like, Everything will be fine. I got you. So I get in the car. And they put my, they, you know, they helped me with my car. And I'm looking out as I close the door and it's him, it's his daughter and it's my dog. And they're all saying goodbye to me like in a row. And I swear to you, LaShawn, they were all smiling. Even
2: the dog. <laughs> they were just like.
1: <laughs> I will never forget that moment. Oh my in I just looked up and it was like the dog was sitting there, like just smiling and she's oh smiling God. and he's smiling. And I I was like. I looked, and I was like, I think this is my
2: family. And I grabbed my cell phone, and I texted my friend Stanford. I was like, I think this
1: is my family. Like, am I messing up here? Like, I, I don't know. And he called me, and we had a conversation. And I'm pulling off, and I'm telling Stanford that I think this is my family. Like, I think I think what I need is right in front of me. And I think I'm just not, I'm not aware. Like I, think, I was like, I think I'm messing this all up. And he said, if you really feel that way, you should tell him that when you get back. And I said, okay. So I didn't speak to him the whole time I was in Arizona. And I came back and I was like, it's on. Like, yeah, this is it. Like this is my family. I belong here. I was so clear. I was so clear when I got back. We went to Michelle Obama. We went to Jamaica the next day. <laughs> and we were engaged in like sixty days or maybe I don't even know if it was sixty days. We were engaged right away. But we had kept this like friendship for years. And so we'd really gotten to know each other. We'd gotten really close to each other. And it's like, you're not my man, but everything about my day, I need to, I need to download with you. I need to tell you everything that happened. today. I need to get your take on it. You know, like that's, that was the beginning of our best friendship, you know? Mm. And I think that's what I realized um, during that trip. I was like, oh my God, this is my
0: husband.
2: This is so weird. How do you have a husband and you don't even know it?
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's a really good story.
1: yeah and so we got that was november let's say and then we were
2: engaged in february
0: everything you needed was right there
2: Mm -hmm. okay yeah i knew i knew right away in that moment i knew you stuff about dating that you wish someone told you Oh, girl, don't waste your time. Mm. Have fun. I would tell anyone about dating, you should have fun. You should have fun and take it lightly. Because it is light. And when I adapted the attitude of just trying to meet great people and meet more interesting people as opposed to like a partner or dating, it just became so much funner it just became so much better. I would tell my younger self to have fun with dating and make it fun and enjoy it fully um and not focus so much on like looking for your mate, but yeah. just focus
1: more on what's happening with you through the process. You know, like are you learning to trust more? Are you learning to be more honest? Are you learning to love yourself more? To set more boundaries? Like I would I would I would tell my myself that today, as well as any younger person or or younger version of myself, that it really should be about just meeting great people. And I tell this to my friends all the time. I always have this attitude, like, you know, if you meet someone, just be nice and just be cool because you never know. Like I've always felt like I might be talking to my husband's brother right now. I never know. You know, just yeah. like just go out and have fun, and he may not be for you, but he could be your girl's man. You never know. Like you should just be open exactly. and, and, and willing. You know, just meet people and be be nice to people and just try to connect with people. I think that's I think that's that's all you need to go about it with is that attitude, and you'll be
2: fine. You know. Yeah.
1: I love that I met my partner later in life, though, because I'm the kind of person that would be wondering what's going on with the grass on the other side. I'm that mm-hmm. person. Like if I had gotten married young or if I would partnered up with someone young, ooh, I'd be a mess. Cause I am very ambitious, let's just put it like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just, God knew. I like it, I, I couldn't have people out there that I had question marks like over their head. Like, could they be that person? Like, could could he be the one? Could could they be the one? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't stomach that because I'm, I'm just too curious. You know, I'm too curious. So it's like no one is out here working, walking around that I have a question mark over their head. Like, I've answered that. I've answered
2: that. I've answered that.
1: Nope, nope, nope. We're good. You know? so I'm glad that that now I can see that that's what my journey had to be you know I know that if I had partnered with if I had found my partner at 25 I probably absolutely would have had a new one at 28 just because that's just how I am I get forty. <laughs> you know I think God knew that like you can you can settle her later in life she's fine <laughs> yeah that would be the best yeah <laughs> yeah give her a little time she, she's not the one she likes a lot of change that one she can't really commit to anything. Not even paint color. That's why her walls aren't painted. So don't even bother. <laughs> so
2: so you know what's needed? What? Have you, you always been amb- have you always been ambitious? Yeah. Yeah, even as a child. Because yeah. like a very small child. Yeah. I've always okay. been curious. Yeah. I would I would I wonder what it would be like not exist that way. I feel like it would be so peaceful. Okay.
0: Do you think it affected you um before you got engaged while you were dating?
1: Yeah. I do. I think that I'm the kind of woman that I've run off some men, you know. Mhm. And um I understand why you know I think that okay I'm a lot you know it's it's also really weird when you're trying when you're trying to figure yourself out it's hard to meet someone that has themselves that kind of knows what they want and can say it and it's clear sometimes that's nerve-wracking to people when they're still trying to figure things out and I'm very decisive oh I've always been um extremely ambitious. I've always
2: been clear on what I want my life to look like and feel like and be like, and whether or not you can contribute to that or not what it's part like I never really got into like
1: you know pointless relationships and pointless you know friendships like i okay. if I know you and i and I love you and you love me we 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 pour into each other, you know like we we serve mm-hmm. purpose um And I think that's a lot for men, you know, and I think it's a lot for people that are not clear on on who they are and and, and what they're doing, um, for sure, but it's okay, you know, I think it's, um, I think that's why I show up the way I do, and that's why I'm the way I am, because I feel like I want you to be able to digest me, and if you're not able to, that's fine too, but I want you to be able to make that decision and know whether or not you can really mess with me or not, versus me having um, be less of who i am or like you know in any way for your comfort i'm i'm constantly
2: daily asking myself am i
1: am i shaving myself down for someone to be able to to be okay with me and to approve of me you know what i mean like i ask myself that on a regular basis i ask myself that at work i ask myself that in my relationship um that's that's never that's never the goal. It's actually what I'm working against. You know, like I want to be all of me. And if you can handle it great, if you can't, that's fine too.
0: Okay.
2: You know, Um, so
1: I know I am not everyone's cup of tea. I get it. I understand it. You know what I mean? And I hope that the people that are in my life appreciate me for who I, who I really am. And I think that that's, that's all
2: I can ask. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think women sell themselves short when it comes down to choosing a mate? And have you ever done that?
1: I have done it more times than I haven't done it.
2: And I think it's because I was probably 42, 43
1: before I realized that um, most of my dating experiences were about trying to convince someone that I thought was super duper fly that I was super duper fly
2: okay so i would
1: see you and i would assess you like oh you are you are everything and so then the dating experience from that moment on was like i'm everything too watch look what i can do look what i can do let me show you this let me you know um and i was maybe at least 41 or 42 before i realized that that's how i interpreted relationships mm-hmm. like that i was going to be enamored by you and then my work from that point on was making you think that I was God's gift to the earth by demonstrating Mm -hmm. to you how phenomenal and I didn't realize how exhausting that is (laughs) and and how it doesn't matter because sometimes you can have this guy that is phenomenal in your eyes but he
2: doesn't have the capacity to see you um as you are
1: or he doesn't care or he doesn't agree you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so I was a good 41, 42 before I realized that my partner will show up and be floored by how dope I am and will spend most of his time trying to tell me that and show me that. And there's nothing creepy about somebody that is just infatuated with you and loves you and is excited about you. Like there's nothing corny about it. It's it's the goal like I I now say to my friends like how could how could you consider anyone that's not completely infatuated with you that doesn't think that you're God like as opposed to a guy meeting you and expressing the interest in you and you being like oh like what do you like what do you want like those are the only options yeah nothing else is actually an option you know like you got love who love you that's your starting point um, uh, so I, I, say this even in some personal relationships I have now, like if you feel that people that immediately express interest in you and want to spend time with you, want to know how you spend your days, want to be around you, if that's off-putting to you, you got a lot of goddamn work you need to do on yourself. Yeah, I agree. Because when somebody shows up in your life and they're like, oh, LaShawn, you are everything I have ever needed. Like, if you can't appreciate that, that says a lot about where you are on your journey. You know, and that's where I was, I didn't that like I was doing tryouts and I was like auditioning
2: <laughs> for these clowns.
0: And putting they don't even deserve to be in the
2: same room. Yeah, they don't even deserve to be in the same room. Half of the guys yeah. that I would I think consider and dated, I wouldn't even take their calls today. I mean, they would they'd have the
1: nerve to call, but I I wouldn't even take your call like. <laughs> No, no, like that's not it, like girls, that's not it. Like Mm. you want somebody that thinks you are the cat's meow. Ain't nothing better than Trisha Lee's I ain't nothing better than her sliced bread. That's what you want. Yeah. That's where it starts. That's the bare minimum, you know, and you gotta get there in your life as a woman and you gotta get there in your own time, but you must get there. You must get there. Mm. Your life can't be spent trying to please others and please
2: him or her. It can't be. That's not living.
1: So, I know when I got there, and I and I screamed it from the mountaintop because I was like, "Oh my God, this is what I've been doing! I've been doing this this whole time! Are you kidding? Why am I auditioning for you? I I shouldn't even be in
2: the same room as
1: you," <laughs> mm. you know? Because <laughs> it That's was, brilliant. it was like I, I and I see it. I heard, I overheard it the other day when I was at Dumbo House. I overheard a woman talking to a man. You don't need to t- tell these dudes how successfully you are and
2: beautiful you are and fit you are and how your house is gorgeous and you take good care of yourself and you're good to your family and you're well-traveled and you're you don't need to try out for these dudes Mm-mm. that's what they need to do that's what they like that's no you know or like women that were out here and the attributes of a
1: man that you would invite into your life and partner with you wouldn't accept that if it was a girlfriend like exactly. some of the guys you date, if you describe them and they
2: were your girl, you wouldn't they wouldn't qualify as your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But you'll date them.
1: You know? Um, I spend a lot of time there. I think a lot of women spend a lot of time there. I think it's because of the behavior that's modeled for us. It's what's yeah. all around us and so it's what we do. Um, but I'm telling you there's a better place than that. It's a far better place than that that you can be where you really are the queen
2: of your own castle, where you have people in your life that know how dope you are and scream it from the mountaintops for you so you don't have to. And I think that it's just a great place to get to. And I hope that everyone gets there. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self about love? <sighs> just give it, just give it as much as you can. Never regret
1: giving it. You know, never regret showing it. Like, I think that you know, we all fall down, but I know I walk with my head my head held high because I love deeply and I love um I love
2: you forever if I love you. You know, I never stop loving people that I love. I loved you, I
1: love you. I still love you. I will always love you. Um, it's hard for me to love someone. So when I made that decision, I I'm committed to that decision. Um and I think that that's healthy. I think it's healthy to love and to want love and to desire love and to give love and, and all those things. And, you know, you can be cautious about who you give love to. You could be, you know, you can have
2: qualifiers. You can take time to get there. But I think it's important to give love. And I think so much of that starts with
1: just how we treat ourselves and how we are,
0: you know,
1: ourselves. Like, I I don't know anyone that, I mean, my everyone in my life is like, you so good to you. Nobody not have been good to you, and, I, and that's that's the truth. Like I really, well, I've worked so hard good. to get here too, and I'm not talking about for it. You know, like that's I do. So I give love. I express love. I love. I love on me. I love on the people in my life. I try to be good to them. I try to, um, you know, express this in any ways that I can. I try to show up in the ways that I can. And so I would say to my younger self that. Like, you didn't ever waste your time loving anyone. Um, you know, it healed something in you. If it didn't, it healed something in them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you should continue to pour that love out of you know, for all of your days.
2: You know, I hope to continue to do that.
0: And finally, what's next for
2: you? What's next? Well, today I showed up in the metaverse. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's really cool. So, cool. um, so today, yeah. So i I uh, have I have a, a Trisha Lee avatar in the metaverse now, as of today. So that's what's really officially next for me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And she's she's snatched. You gotta check her out. She's so snatched. I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to show up and actually look like that? <laughs> she's so snatched. A lot of pressure. Um, but what's next for me? Um, right now my real estate business is on fire it's on fire um and i'm trying to manage that to the best of my ability and handle that um the work has changed the the level has changed the pace has changed so i'm trying to just going and keep being excited about that and managing that really well um a big next for me is um is really spending the rest of this year taking great care of myself I'm officially out of the pandemic, and I'm officially getting back to my routines and my habits and the things I love and the things that I enjoy. Um, That, for me, started last week, so that means I'm back at the gym, I'm back to my weekly massages, I'm back to breaking bread and communing with the people that I admire and I love for no goddamn reason at all except that I love you and I want to sit with you and break bread. Um, You know, getting on the plane and going to visit the people that I love. So a lot of what's next for me is kind of returning to the norm. Um, and then career-wise,
2: I I see a lot of things in my career, but um,
1: I'm not really sure what's going to happen first in, 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 or in what order. But I do think that I see myself um, expanding on the brand a lot. Um, you know, this is my first year. We have a new development building. I've never done any development before, and now we have an entire building of condos.
2: Um, which is crazy. And those condos are directly across the street to Polish Bar, which is crazy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, circle. it's so weird. It's like so weird. Like
1: literally the old Polish Bar is here and the building is here. Wow. Um, so that, that's happening. And, um, you may be seeing more of me out there in the world, I think
2: good that's so good thank you so much for being here today
0: this interview was amazing and I know my audience is going to love it thank you for sharing yourself openly and wholeheartedly as you always do thank you so much
2: oh thank you I wouldn't know how to do it any other way
0: (laughs) and that's why we love you
1: Well, thank you. I'm gonna send you my avatar too so you can see my little little tiny weight. <laughs> I wanna see how you make me want
0: to make one now
2: <laughs> no, every girl should have an avatar I was like this is so cool <laughs> i have to
0: I have to do it okay. yeah.